What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast, episode 178 on getting paid as a content creator. Now, I'm super excited to have this conversation. We got my my one of my friends from a long time ago, childhood friends, man. We, we, we've been through a lot together. Kayla Eisenhower is in the building, also known as the Anime John, right? And we're going to talk about we're going to talk about what that means and how she got that 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 name. Kayla is also an anime and cosplay content creating genius. Like I'm always seeing her content on my reels. I'm always seeing her on the timeline, going crazy with the numbers. And right now, Kayla has over 480 subs on TikTok and almost 100k followers on Instagram. Just really doing the dash as far as creating content and getting a lot of engagement with her following on these social media platforms. And the reason why I wanted to get Kayla on our show to talk about this content creating because we talked a lot about, you know, digital real estate, right? Course creating. We talk a lot about, you know, running ads with Derek Sleeps. We talk a lot about just entrepreneurship in general and the way this social media game is going, if you're trying to get into entrepreneurship and you just want to get more exposure as to who you are, what your brand is, becoming a digital creator creating content is going to be essential for your growth so we got kayla in the building to just talk about her experiences and i just can't be more excited about this content that we're going to this conversation that we're going to be having um but of course i want to pass the mic off to you kayla to tell our millionaires a little bit more uh about you and um how you came up with the name the anime john and, and really just tell us a little bit more about what they can expect from today's episode Thank you. So, um, my name is Kayla. Um, I go by my handles, Renna Goddess or Anime John. And, um, I started making content back in 2020, probably when a lot of other people got into making content or switching to online. I was out of work. I work in the medical field, so they shut us down and, um, everyone was just like you oh everyone's always like oh you should make content you're funny like get on online and i just started making videos on tiktok and then it just turned into making skits making content uh, comedy cosplaying um and it's just kind of grown into what it is today so I love it. I love it. Well, welcome, Kayla. I'm super excited to have you on the platform. I know our millionaires are going to get a lot of game and a lot of volume from this as well. And to our millionaires that are joining us for the first time, our veterans who've been with us every Monday and Friday, welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind podcast. This is the most trusted podcast in the world for passion attraction. So you're in the right place if you are here looking for money making tips and tricks on how you can just step out of what you're currently doing and step into what you want to do which is live a more passionate life so we're glad to have you kayla i'm super glad to have you so all right millionaires entrepreneurs moguls philanthropists managers even right i want to encourage you to purchase my book lead from the front because it is essential if you want to learn how to be an effective leader not just for others but for yourself as well learning the tools or the importances i should say of accountability discipline. We have so many resources and tools that are in the book to help you give better feedback, give more genuine feedback, you know, hold yourself to a higher standard and hold others to a higher standard without making them feel like you're the person that tells a lot, 
but doesn't lead by example. And that's what the whole purpose of the book is to lead from the front. So if you haven't already, go check out my book, Lead from the Front. You can find it on my website at www.kaispeaks.com. It'll be right there at the top. Let's start off with just this word content creator, right? Once it's once you're given that label, do you feel like now there is like a deep responsibility to create consistently and, you know, really uh, like there's this heavy burden of where of 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 wearing that title? Do, do you feel like that's the case for for you when you hear the word digital creator or content creator? Yes, definitely, because it's not like a regular job where you can kind of turn it off and not think about it once you really start getting into content creating it's kind of all you think about you're constantly thinking of things to make you're constantly writing down things um even just something that you just enjoy because i enjoy anime manga comics i'm doing that because i enjoy it but i'm also absorbing media so i can in turn create content so now kind of you're always on an, an on button. It's always never off. As long as it's it's fun, but you always have to be on the ball and thinking of what's coming next. It's never an end. Mm, mm, that's a that's a good answer. You constantly thinking about the trends. Um, you find yourself indulging or sometimes overindulging in social media so that you can, you know, keep up with the trends and that was actually going to be my next question right like do you feel like now more than ever like you spend more time than you want or do you feel like it's just a just enough time or just the amount of right the, the right amount of time i should say that you spend on social media whether it's posting whether it's you know doing research whatever you want to call it some may call it scrolling some may call it doing research i know if you catch me on a good day i'm going to call it doing research but alana might say i'm just scrolling Right. Do you feel like now you have to spend too much time, just uh, just the right amount of time or you still are spending not enough time on social media as far as what your goals are? Um, I feel like I spend the right amount and sometimes a little bit more. I've like recently tried to control how much I'm online and how much. I'm absorbing from media just so I can take a break from it. But I feel like now, I, I don't think it was ever out of control. And again, it's something, it's at least I'm in the realm of something that I enjoy. So if I am kind of overindulging in it, it's something that I like and that I enjoy. So mm. I would say it's, it's, it's the right amount, at least for right now. But I could see how it could definitely become too much. Yeah, no, that, that's a that's a good answer. And um, the, I think the motivation, like I said, behind that question was just when you step into these roles, people who are not in the in those roles uh, sometimes can, you know, it just seems like we as content creators easily you can have the, the perception that uh, you're not doing like you're spending too much time on social media. And then there's this fine balance between when are you actually doing research versus when you're scrolling and as the individual is like some we have to have our own boundaries and our own parameters and guidelines for us to be able to know that we're not you know wasting time because at the end of the day we still are doing things because one we love it 
or we're trying to use it as a vehicle to get to what we love uh, or to have the time to do the things that we love. Right. So uh, for you, what are some like what are some red flags or some signs that, you know, you're spending the wrong time on social media versus when you're being productive whether you're scrolling or not, right? It doesn't matter the activities. When do you know when you're being productive versus unproductive on social media? Um, I kind of just, I just know if I, if I start to get aggravated, because <laughs> I'll know once it ends of me just being like, okay, I'm leisurely scrolling to, I'm thinking, okay, I can do this. All right, this is the next video I'm gonna do. This is the next sound. This is the next trend. And I kind of find myself getting frustrated if I'm not finding exactly what I want or I'm not, like, consuming what I want or seeing what I want. And then I'm like, okay, I kind of just have to take a step back because I opened up the app because I wanted to see what was going on and just take a look. And now I'm becoming frustrated and I can feel myself getting angry. So then mm. that's when I know I'm like, okay, I have to take a break for a day and just get off because I'm doing it way too much i'm going overboard so it really sounds like just set like setting the right intentions like getting on it when you have the intentions of doing one thing you know and if you don't have any intentions that's when you know you're just kind of there for leisure or the pleasure of just scrolling and things like that 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 makes a lot of sense and like the difference is just kind of setting the right intentions before you get on uh the app and that's kind of how you know if you're getting frustrated which last time i checked a lot of frustration kayla so let's talk let's talk about let's talk about that like is it when you get frustrated versus like the content that you're seeing that makes you frustrated what what kind of frustrates you then makes you have to log off the app without getting too deep you don't have to get like political on this but um it could just be what i'm seeing that i'm just not enjoying what i'm seeing or it could be comments that mm. i'm seeing that are making me upset whether they're directed towards me or directed towards other creators um or I, I just catch myself when i'm frustrated when i'm not seeing what i want and then i'm like okay it's because i'm specifically looking for something to be able to create content mm. so i'll just be scrolling and i'm like oh okay like i'm not getting anything that i like and then mm -hmm. I become frustrated because I'm like, I'm just consuming all this media basically for no reason. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, well, I sh I'm supposed to just like this. I'm not supposed to be annoyed that I'm consuming this media. So it, it could it could be a couple of different things that, like I said, uh, comments uh, people make or uh, towards me, other people, or just in general, just videos that I see that I just don't, what's going on with, outside of what i'm doing just the rest of the world and then mm -hmm. that can also put me in a bad mood as well so it could be like a combination uh, of things yeah a combination that's that's interesting and you even said something that um i didn't even think about which is like the difference because of course as a content creator now you have to worry with exposure comes all kinds of exposure and um now you have to worry about because this is the internet and the the internet is undefeated for you know twitter fingers people you know the internet bullies like all kinds of negativity also as well as the positivity lives on the internet so when it comes to like the negativity that that finds itself on your pages how do you 
how do you not allow that to stop you from creating? Because like, it looks like you have a whole lot of fun creating. You're talking about stuff that you love, right? So it, it, it it's all short-lived. So how do you continue to push past that stuff? Because I'm just thinking about people who are now looking at social media as a platform and as a vehicle that they can use to grow their business or, you know, just bring more exposure to their brands. Uh, that's a real fear that pe- that might stop people or might even have people creating mediocre content because subconsciously they really don't want to blow up. They really don't want to get a whole bunch of subscribers or a whole lot of views or a whole lot of likes because of that subconscious fear that I'm going to get bullied on social media. Mm-hmm. So for you, kind of having, ex- having experienced that, like how do you not allow that to you know, get in the way of what you're trying to do and the purposes that you have on, on social media. You just have to, I mean, as just like cliche, like kind of just ignore it and just mm-hmm. do what you do because what you're doing, that's why people follow you or why people enjoy your content. So for every one mean comment, there are a thousand good ones and you just can't, really like it can get to you you know obviously i'll have days where i just literally think about one comment and i feel like that's normal no human likes to hear anything negative about them or have negativity um you know towards them but you know it's just something you kind of have to swallow and then just push on and and do what you do because if you stop because of one comment then you're never going to get to do whatever your end goal is or get to the point your whatever goal that you're trying to reach by making content you're never going to get there by just completely stopping because of one comment and if you just mm-hmm. think about it it's, what i always try to do is i think about why did this person make this comment because this person there's a person behind this account it's not just a little monster or a robot so i'm like okay they're either just trying to make me upset they're a troll or maybe they want to create content, they don't know how, and that's why they're upset. So that's the main thing that I am like, okay, they're just a person and they're just trying to make you upset. So just ignore it and then just do what you have to do. Right, that's that's really good advice because I'm even thinking like, that's a really good question too, is why? Like, why is this person making this comment? And just asking yourself that question it even brings you to a more calming state as opposed to reacting. Mm-hmm. It kind of helps you reflect and really think on a deeper level. Like, why is this person making this comment? This person mm-hmm. doesn't even know me. If this person doesn't even know me, why do I even really care? And it kind of like breaking it down into those multi levels that kind mm-hmm. of, you know, trickle down just from asking that one simple question. Um, so like, do you, is it really just kind of asking those questions that help? Do you meditate? Do you, you know, spend certain times a day that you focus on just kind of resetting and, and getting your mind right? Tell, tell us about that process, if any. Um, I definitely do exactly that. I just think, okay, this person's a person. Why would they do this? Go through the checklist. You know, maybe they're this, that, they're upset. I do definitely take time just to kind of, not be online or not post or just really sometimes not even talk to anyone just to kind of reset myself and once I find myself needing that break then that's when 
I go and do things that I enjoy. So then I will go and I'll read a comic or read manga or watch anime or, you know, go shopping, just doing something that will make me happy and get me back into that creative space again where mm-hmm. I'll be happy to make content. And because if you're not happy, and if you're not enjoying yourself, then that's going to be a reflection of your content. So I always try to bring myself back to being happy and enjoying what I'm doing and not letting that negativity affect it because it, in turn, it affects your work. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely affects your work. Um, and to even what you said, like if you're not happy, you're not like it, it kind of it, you're hindering your content. Like mm-hmm. and that brings me to my next question. Like, do you ever feel like you get creators block? And when you are getting creators block, have you ever felt like you were forced to kind of create something just so you can have something to post? Have you ever been in that position? Yeah, I feel like everybody kind of goes through that. And now I don't try to force myself to push something out because you never like what you push out ever. At least I don't. So once I feel like I'm getting into that space where I'm just having a block, I just go back to the things that I enjoy doing, like your hobbies, you know, watching things or going out for a walk, working out. And because once you just sit there and you're just in this space of I'm having a block, I'm having a block, I'm anxious because now I don't know what to make for content. I need to put something out. That, that's the worst thing that you can do is just to dwell on that and not take yourself out of it and try to put yourself in a positive um like you know mindset and once i do that then i'm back to normal before when i was first starting um doing content i feel like i would get blocks and they would last for so long because i would be so worried about what if this is it what if i'm done i can't think of anything else maybe this is all i can do but if you take yourself out of that negative mental space and just do things that you like. Like I said, it could be something small, watching TV, comics, or working out. It'll put you back into that creative, happy mindset where you can make content again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so where, where do you, where do you find the time to do it all? Cause like creating <laughs> content is exhausting. Like you got the, actual recording and yes. you got the for, for in your case you got the the, the outfits you got to you know <laughs> set up the outfits you got to record it you got to edit the video you do you, you do you even schedule what times you're going to post it how like how do you have time yes. to kind of figure all this stuff out everything is da- everything is scheduled down to a T I have um down to on my calendar like what days I'm going to be doing what. I pre-plan a cosplay sometimes like a month in advance. Um, I will kind of do like a test, like a test drive to make sure everything looks good, a makeup test if I need to. On days where I'm just off, that's when I'll record. Sometimes I need 8, 12 hours to do makeup, uh, hair, to record everything, to do like the photo shoot aspect of it. It just, it all is, there's not one thing that is not planned out, even down to when I will release content. Some days you have to know what days things perform better, what times, when people are going to be logging into this app, because versus another app, 
they may not be logging in at that time. So it's like all very meticulous and all very thought out. Mm. Nothing is ever by surprise. And how do you even like how do you even go about finding that information for yourself? Like, do you check the anal like how did it, it, it makes a lot of sense <laughs> that people will go on TikTok generally during this time of day and then people go on Instagram during this time of day and Facebook and whatever the case is. But how do you know? Like, how do you even know what those times are? Where do you even go to find it and analyze that type of data? I, if you go into your settings, like if you have a crew, because you can usually with any app, you can turn your account into like a creator's account or like a professional account. It varies from each app. And then it gives you the analytics. So it can tell you when your followers are most active at what times and what days. So I try to go by that. I just also try to think when would people be on their phones? Like people wouldn't be on their phones at like 3 a.m. You wouldn't think, at least most people. So you try to post like, okay, people would be on their phones at lunch. So I'm going to post at lunchtime or maybe right before dinner, people will be eating dinner and scrolling on their phones a little bit. So I just try to think about it like that, especially uh, now, because now we're kind of in the change of season. Mm -hmm. And every time it goes from like winter to summer, summer to winter, the times change all over again. So now mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out this summer schedule of when to post and then come September, it's going to change all over again. So the algorithm's always changing. The analytics are always changing. You just kind of always have to... That's another thing you just have to be on top of. Yeah. That sounds like a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother day I, in itself. So mm -hmm. I know that you plan, you know, you, you plan your recording days and your recording times. Do you also have a day that you're solely just doing like research and just like looking at your analytics and or do you even use your analytics to plan your content in the future. Mm hmm. Yeah. Sometimes like t today was kind of like a day like that where I was kind of thinking about what content I'm going to be doing next. And I was looking at analytics, seeing what were um, days where people were on online more, what times um, and day I was on my calendar planning out what days I'm going to drop, what things all the way I have things planned out until October so it, it can go, you can pre-plan pretty far, but yeah, that was, that's what today was. It was one of them days where you just kind of have to look at everything and see how it's performing and see where you can make changes and what things are working and what things aren't. Man, so. you said October. I got, <laughs> I got content planned all the way up to next week. You talking about <laughs> next quarter. Like, okay, so... How, what, where where does your brain go to where you able to even plan that far in it like far in advance and like what type of templates that are you even using that allows <laughs> you to plan that far advance are you planning that far advance with posting content every single day every other day every week like what's the cadence to to, to this to this um so at least in what i do i mean you can't like do this for every thing but I generally I can look ahead and like with anime or comics or just things that are coming out I know that okay this show is coming out in October so I want to pre-plan to have like a cosplay and content that's centered around this character from this show that's going to be coming out in October so 
I'll think that far ahead. So then everything's planned out and ready to go. I'll make sure I have videos to put out maybe that week that the show comes out. So it's there because at that time, the algorithm or, you know, people just in that community are going to be talking about it. So if you're making content that is in the algorithm at that time, then you have a higher chance of your content being seen by more people, being seen by your own followers, because sometimes that's a struggle. And um, yes, it's it's just the way that it works out specifically for me. Um, And I I don't know. It sounds like crazy to, to plan out things like a couple months ahead. And it can always change, but it's just what you have to do, especially for... Um, like cosplayers and content creators like it, for Halloween it's like a big holiday for us you're basically posting the whole month so I take maybe August and September and kind of just work through that whole month to have everything to post in October mm. so it, it, it could get crazy but it's kind yes. of it's what you have to do <laughs> and it's different strokes for different folks, right? You may not mm-hmm. like for for someone like me. It may I may not have to you know you know plan out content all the way up to October. Right. Um, but for you, when it comes to like outfits and makeup and all these other things that you got to get in advance, you know, making mm-hmm. sure the wardrobe fit properly, like then it may it makes sense. So you really just got to do a good job of just identifying what your audience is, mm-hmm. um, you know, what your type of content is, um, and, and going, going, going that way. And of course, looking at those analytics. So what if, what if you don't have any analytics, right? Like you just now getting started for you mm-hmm. with building your pages up, you know, from the ground up, how did you get started with not having any data, not really knowing what your fans are going to like versus what they dislike yet? <laughs> Like, how did, what was the best way possible if you're talking to somebody new who is scared of, scared as heck of, of this new generation of creating content for business or even just for exposure, what would be some advice or some steps that you would give, you know, that person? Um, to definitely just be consistent. I feel like mm-hmm. that's the most important thing because just on the internet, you can be gone for a month. And for some people that can feel like a year. So to have a consistent schedule so people can, um, because people expect content out of you. So if you're not delivering enough content for them, then they're going to go away. They're going to unfollow. So I think the best thing that you could do is to plan ahead so you can have consistent content and, Definitely, it's cliche, but do things that, that you like because people can tell when you make content about things that you don't like or you don't enjoy because it comes off forced mm-hmm. that you have to. And that's just what I did. I just I was consistent because I was home and I just made things that I liked. And I, I still do that. I still go by that consistency and just doing what you like. And you'll get to the place that you want to be eventually for some people it's quicker than others but that to me that's the keys being consistent that consistency i'm even even gonna add to that kayla right because consistency and doing what you like doing what you love 
those are both important, but I'm even going to add doing what you're knowledgeable about too. Yeah. Like, um, as far as the educational space, right? Cause I feel like now because, you know, people see in digital real estate with like course creation and stuff like that, people are making a lot of money creating courses or educational platforms. And now you're starting to see the, the quick, um, capitalist the quick capitalist mm-hmm. trying to you know capitalize off of that and creating courses that are not necessarily about what they're knowledgeable on um mm. so it's even and people can read through that the average person can read through it you got some mm-hmm. people who can be so distressed so you know desperate to make a change in their life that they they they, they can't see through the the facade which is mm-hmm. where it comes to like people manipulating and manipulation all this stuff but you are right. You got to do what you love and you got to be consistent. And I've even found that myself, like the differences between when I can go two weeks posting every single day for that two weeks versus when I just miss a weekend, like how I can go up and down, like and, and lose all the followers mm-hmm. that I just got. So um, for you, I guess my question is, let's say you have an, an emergency and it doesn't permit you to post every single day or as consistently as you've gotten your followers used to because you could post mm-hmm. maybe every three days and they just know Kayla about to drop on this Wednesday <laughs> and, then, and then that Saturday. But um, how do you what do you feel like is the best way to create those sticky followers that don't unfollow when you become a little bit inconsistent because of, you know, emergencies or things that you need to tend to? just in your personal life as as humans that we are guaranteed to have mm-hmm. um i feel like it de- it depends on the creator because if if your followers really feel like they know you if they know you if they like you then i feel like they're more likely to stick around Mm-hmm. because they just they just like you they just like and i'm the same way with certain people because if you like the person then you're going to stick around sometimes you just follow people off of what they do like sometimes people uh let's just for an example sometimes there's a streamer and they have followers because they stream this certain game and that's why they have these followers because they stream this certain game now, if they don't stream that certain game anymore, there's going to be a couple of fo- a lot of followers that just fall back, and it's like, well, I was just here just because you were streaming this game, not necessarily for you. Mm. So I feel like your followers kind of have to be connected to you, to your content. But I feel like a lot of my followers are connected to me, and I purposely do that because I, I do I want that community i want that back and forth i want there's little sayings that the they'll dm me and they're send back and forth that they kind of just know my personality and they're kind of attached to it and i feel like that's kind of how you get through that sticky follower stage when people really don't know you because that that's how it kind of was for me at the beginning that if like i just didn't have a video that just did so well then it was just kind of no one was there no one knew me yeah, at mm-hmm. least my followers really didn't know my personality or kind of me as a person. But I feel like if your audience know, feels like they know you, then they'll stick around more, and they're more they're loyal and they'll understand. That is so. Just mm. no, I was just gonna say that's amazing advice. What, what were you getting ready to say? 
Uh, now, now I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my bad, dog. Because I was just like, you hit it on the, you hit it on the head with that advice. Um, because we say it all the time, like your personality is like your spiritual fingerprint, and just like mm-hmm. no one shares the same fingerprint as you, no one truly shares the same personality as you. Like you may be compatible to other people, and you might mm-hmm. find like, oh, I'm so sim, so much similar to this person. That's why we're compatible. But at the end of the day, they still have some personality traits that differ from you, which make you guys compatible. And so mm-hmm. when you when you said like you really just got to be yourself, that's really all it is, because it's other people creating anime content. It's other people, you know, making mm-hmm. real similar, you know, the funny reels, the dancing reels. And I even think mm-hmm. going back to, you know, your, your, your name, the anime, John. Right. That's that's <laughs> connecting to you. Mm-hmm. So. The next question, Kayla, this one is super important because with that connection to you as the individual, um, now you have to worry about the vulnerability. Now you're worrying about how vulnerable you can be in this space to where literally millions of people have access to. You might not have a following yet of a million people, but millions of people have access to it at any given you know point. So where do you kind of make yourself feel comfortable, you know, knowing that, you know, you're giving people an idea of who you are, your personality, and you're being vulnerable at, you know, cause that's a, that's a form of vulnerability. How are you able to make yourself feel comfortable with that? Do you feel like, cause I don't, I don't feel like you 1000% an extrovert, nor am I. Right. So no. <laughs> if you're not an extrovert for our, introverts in our amberverse or omniverse however they want to classify it for our introverts and all those folks out there that are listening to this like how do you become okay with that that vulnerability i don't yeah i i consider myself like a, an introvert definitely but i feel like you have to set a boundary mm. for yourself and it doesn't even have to come off something it doesn't even have to come off stern like, no, you don't have, you can't know this about me. There are people, like, I do Q&As, and people want to know all kinds of information. And I'm like, I can't, I'm not giving you my address and where exactly I live. So it's, I'll play it off in a playful way, and people just know. And you can, people can only take as much as you give them. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be aware of how much you share of yourself and to put that boundary there because sometimes you know you may be i don't know like just having a bad day you may just like tweet something out or make a video so it's good to be able to kind of control that and Mm -hmm. people because i'll get comments we're like oh like you're just always happy or you're like you're always a vibe and i'm a human being so obviously i have days where i'm like mad or upset or sad and i choose to set that boundary that I because I don't want to have my followers see me have a bad day or if you know I'm sick or I'm mad or angry or something going on I just want them to just have it's it's not fake or it's not just being different it's just that you don't have to you're not obligated to put your whole self out there on the internet you know what I mean so it's okay if you only want to show when you're okay and when you're happy if you're having a bad day if your pet died you don't have to 
You know what I mean? You don't have to tell people that. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like you just have to set your own boundaries and be mindful of how much you give people because mm-hmm. they can only, you know, make of what, what you give them. So I, I think it's, it's just that you just have to set your own boundaries. Yeah, I think boundaries is a good word. And oftentimes, like we can get it confused because we see, again, you know, the A-list celebrities who, you know, have a following based off of how much people know about their mm-hmm. lives. You got the shade room. You got TMZ always prying into people's lives. You now have reality shows that give people access mm-hmm. to. Again, it's still a facade for sure, but it yeah. gives people this false blanket of real life. Um, mm-hmm. And it makes and that's you feel the, like that's the, that's also part of like kind of the content that they put out there. Because if you're on a show like a reality show, and if the reality show thrives on your romantic relationships or maybe your relationship with a family member or something, you're kind of now putting that out there. That that's what you're known for. That's what your content is. So now it's kind of expected for. Now it's an open door. It's like, well, you let me into this part of your life. So it's kind of free game. But with our content, it's not about our personal life as well. It's kind of mm. what you, you make. You know what I mean? What what you choose to share is your content, I feel like, too. Mm, that's a good point, too. So it's like, basically, the, it, it sounds like the advice is if depending on how much you're willing to share, that's also something to think about when it comes to the content that you want to create and what you want to put out there. Mm-hmm. So if you know that your boundary is, you know, your partner and, you know, posting your partner isn't something that you necessarily want to do on social media, then you need to stay away from romantic, uh, mm-hmm. like romanticized uh, content, relationship mm-hmm. advice, content, all types of that type of content uh, versus if you, are yeah I, I can't even think of another one, right like that's just like the most common one right that i could think of but even uh even to the point of just that vulnerability piece it just goes back and it just goes back into what you said just setting those boundaries and i think that that might be the best way that's like that's the word of the day boundaries boundaries um, so when it comes to because i even I even lost my train of thought for a second too. Cause I, I had a fire question and I like, it just <laughs> escaped my mind. I'm so mad. Cause I know it was some gas and you were going to give the fuel that like that I needed. <laughs> but what, what, when it comes to like what your followers like versus dislike, is that also um, a trend that you can find in uh, the analytics versus like how, you know, this is something that they don't like. This is something that they really love. I should continue this. I should stop this. Are that are those also things that you find in the analytics, or that's just kind of watching, you know, your engagements? Um, yeah, you can see in you in your engagement. Um, sometimes I'll try something out, and I'm like, okay, that didn't get as much engagement or like, so maybe they don't like that. Or I just recently, um. I did a cosplay that pe- that I always get asked to do. And to me, I would think just for my audience, I'm like, why are they asking for this? This is so random. This is not going to get love. I'm going to put energy into this. So I did it and it, it did so well. So it was like, okay, maybe I should listen to you guys. And when you tell me that you want something, then I'll do it. But I think it's also really also just 
directly listening to your audience and then just seeing how things perform mm. through your analytics and, and engagement. Mm. How do you feel about the statement that you don't create for yourself, you're creating for others? How accurate would you, in, in your position, how accurate do you find that to be? Um, I feel like it's not even half and half because w when I do something, it's because I genuinely want to do it and I think about it as just a form of self-expression and um so for for me i'm fulfilling my like artistic creativity needs and then i do also think about my audience i'm like oh i want to do this for them or i want to do this because but that kind of also goes into i want to entertain them because mm -hmm. i want to entertain my community and like our, that's just kind of our relationship so i would say maybe like 60 70 70% I, I do it for me and then the other percent I'll think and I'm like okay yeah I want to do this for them because I know that they would want this I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate I'm play, <laughs> I'm play that. I feel like because the success that you have on social media right I, I feel like that it is 100% what your audience loves and here's why i think that i think that the reason why it's 100 percent what your audience loves is because how how insane you were able to grow your accounts but <laughs> it is what you love to do because that's how you chose your niche mm -hmm. so i think like the passion is what identifies the niche but once you identify the niche and you have the target audience, now it's all about them. So mm -hmm. once you did the hard part, it was like, okay, what do I want to, what kind of content do I want to create? I think I want to create content, something that I love. Like I love anime. I love cosplay. I love mangas. Let me create this type of mm -hmm. content. These are the people that I love to create content for. And then yes. from there, you let them decide what kind of content you're going to try. Like, am I going to post like, the what do you even call those videos when you like get super dressed up and I like you just showing off the fit? It's like a fashion show for real. For real. Like, what do you even call those? Like, wait, maybe like a transition bit. Like, I always it's like always a formula. So, if I do a cosplay, like, out, like I'll dress up in an outfit, there's always like a transition. So, like, I'll start off normal, and then next thing you know, I'm in another like outfit, and then there's out the videos where I kind of do like skits and, and things that are like that are kind of more so centered around comedy mm -hmm. than the look so there's kind of like two parts of it like one that's like yes i'm showing off my look and then there's another part where i'm kind of doing like comedic skit things to it got it got so. it and then you even had the ones where you try to like like um like em emulate or like duplicate the the poses that they do in a certain mm -hmm. comic. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, even if I'm not doing um, like cosplay, there sometimes there are just trends that go on that that you do. There are sometimes I'll, I'll just make videos of just me talking. So sometimes it's just commentary. Mm -hmm. It's just um, 
me talking about a character or a new chapter of something or a movie. Um, sometimes people just want to see me. Oh, I don't know. There's like this character, Gojo, that I really like. So this um, company, they sent me like a little figure of it. And I was like, oh, they'll love to see me open this figure, specifically my followers, because they know. And mm -hmm. I did it, and it just got good engagement. And just because my followers just wanted to see me just, I don't know, be happy or just have, like, this little figure. So it can, it can really just be anything. It doesn't have to necessarily be, like, me dressing up. Because when I first started, I didn't do the whole, like, dress-up thing. I wanted to get to that. And then there was a couple of cosplays that did really well. And then I guess it goes back into you saying that people like dro drove me to what they wanted to see for me. Because once those cosplays did well, then they were like, we need more. Like, we, we want to see you do more. And I've done more since then. So I guess, mm -hmm. yeah, my audience does kind of control what mm -hmm. I put out to go back okay. to that. Would you say, so when you're, when you're doing the talking videos... Are you writing down certain points that you want to hit? Are you scripting it all, or is it just all off the dome? Yeah, usually it's just me talking, like just 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 to myself. It's just me, just what I would say in my head. Sometimes I'll even say all of what I said in a video in my head, and I'm like, other people will have an opinion on this. Some because sometimes I don't even expect a positive reaction i just want the discussion i just mm. want people to see like what they think of what the what their um opinion of it is so i'll be like okay that's like a good talking point let me see what my audience thinks and then i'll just literally say everything that was just in my head i don't yeah i don't really like write anything down or or bullet it's not really organ that part isn't really organized no nah, i mean i love it i love to hear it i wouldn't even <laughs> say that that is like I mean, it's not like you're giving a presentation, right? So I wouldn't even say that that type of organization is what you needed. I'm also just yeah. that confirmation because, again, back to what you said about the setting boundaries, but also, you know, uh, being original and having your personality. Those moments are what allow it to shine through even more. Mm -hmm. If you spend time, like, writing down bullets and trying to script it out, um, I've just learned that that's a way that you lose authenticity. And if you just kind of flow and you just start talking, you allow mm. who you really are to shine. Like the, 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 the John, right? Like letting all that <laughs> pour out the slang, right? All that stuff is even good. Even in business. Like I'm even telling my people, you know, that are, you know, trying to start business podcasts or just business content, like to stop trying to be so damn professional, Right. It's mm -hmm. like it's not a pitch. It's not a mm -hmm. it's not a presentation. It's none of that. Right. It's you just creating content to get an audience and the audience mm -hmm. buys into the person. So you just got to be yourself. Um, mm -hmm. and so you're not going to have a script when you talking to people face to face. Like if somebody was to oh, right. you're the anime, John. Wait, wait <laughs> let me get out my script. Yes. Like, you're, like, you're not yes, doing that. I am. <laughs> you're not doing that. So you got to figure out ways to just be authentic and talk about the things that you love without a script. Um, so, okay. And another thing you said that I like was you're not necessarily looking for a positive reaction. Some content you, you really create just to start the discussion, just to start mm -hmm. 
and create a space where people can feud or just have mm-hmm. an argument, right? To even just voice their opinions and their thoughts, which is another interesting thing. Uh, because again, I feel like social media is also a place where people go on to be right, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, <laughs> when did you when did when did you identify that that was more beneficial than the latter? Right? When did you know I, it's not about being right or wrong? It's more so about creating the the the, the space for the debate. Um, or has it always been like that? I feel a lot of people, especially just now, like just want to be right and just want to be a critic about things. To to me, it was always, let's have a discussion. Let's see your points. Let's see mine. It wasn't until I started making content that someone was just there just to be like, you're wrong and just combat with you. Some people, I find some people consume content just so they can debate something or just so they can be knowledgeable on something so they can have a back and forth with someone because you could kind of just tell by some interactions it's like okay like you kind of have another motive here like you kind of just want to be right or just show that you're knowledgeable about something so that that's just what i always thought of it as as just like we have a back and forth but i've learned being on social media that people want to be right people want to be looked at as they know it all and they're knowledgeable and like the pinnacle of you know they want to be a critic so that that's been that's been something i learned just being on online Oh, no, I can't hear you. Nah, that was me. I muted myself. Oh. <laughs> yeah, by mistake, I muted myself. But I was just saying, uh, I, those um, those know-it-alls or the watch-me people, those are typically people I like to stay away from. So I was just agreeing with you. That was all. Um, so what, yeah, what's been like a... for me. What's been like the most pivotal moment for you since starting this whole journey of content creation? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, I would say there was um, a chance I got to work with a company, their Viz Media, and they just wanted to collab on something. And it was one of my favorite animes. And when I saw the email, come across my account that said um oh like viz media jojo collaboration something i was like okay this is like something bigger than what i'm thinking it is i can really do what i love and what i'm interested in and take it to do something else and open up other avenues that was kind of i was like i I realized Mm. Do you so once you got once you once you've gotten that opportunity, did you find that you started to do things uh, 
more for the intentions of getting more sponsorships and collaborations? Or did you know that this came from me being intentional about my passion and just continue to stay on that, that track? Yeah, because I just knew just anytime it never works out when you just try to, you just see people, even if you just follow people, you could tell that, okay, they're just putting out sponsorships, 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 and there's no genuine content. And I definitely don't want to be that type of creator. And anytime I do something that's sponsored or a company sends me something, I want to make sure that it makes sense for me and for my audience. And I would never just do something just for money because I wouldn't. And I would want my audience to trust me enough that if I'm putting something out and I'm working with a company that they would be like, okay, Kay wouldn't just like sell out and do something just for money. Like she obviously believes in this brand. She likes this product and she wants us to know about it. So once I got that, I was just like, that was confirmation for me just to keep doing what I'm doing because obviously I'm doing something right. If Viz Media, you know, reached out to me and just the opportunity. So I was just like, I have to keep on the same path and not right. try to do anything different. No, gotcha. Gotcha. No, that, that makes sense. I'm, I'm glad that you had that, um, that actualization and, to just know it, it's funny because we actually had this conversation like a couple weeks ago. Um, me and my uh, me and my guy Timmy, who I had on the show, who also happens to be my trainer, we were talking about this, like how if you do, if you protect your purpose, your purpose will protect you. So like for his situation, we were talking about how he was really like in a bad you know situation financially, you know, living with friends and you know he even decided to like, it was between going back to school or getting this camera and he used those funds to get a whole new camera. Right. Because this was something he was passionate about. And every time, like when he was down bad, like trying to figure out where he was going to get the funds to do this funds, just magically appeared. Like someone would ask him to do a gig or a school would ask him to come teach, you know, come talk to some, some kids like randomly these opportunities would just come out of nowhere. Uh, and so it just kind of goes back. You just reminded me, like it goes back to that every single time of just staying on that path and that focus of like mm-hmm. doing what you love, asking yourself every single day, like, am I doing what I love? How can I do what I love today? Um, and and you will find yourself coming up with opportunities and opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, just following what you love. Um, so speaking of what you love. What do you love most? Because I'm sure there's a lot of things you love about, you know, where you are right now. But what do you love most about creating content, about creating your content? I love my community. I love that my audience feels like they kind of, they're like in a little group with me. It's like we know each other. So we have like little inside jokes. There's stuff that they just, they'll comment. They're like, say something in my voice. Like, I just love the community that I made that um, I feel like we can always talk about something. 
um, that's going on in the realm of anime or manga or comics or just in the world. Uh, I really, that's my favorite thing that's come out of all of this, that it's a sense of community among my audience. Hmm. I love it. And I, I love that you keep using the word community. Like community is actually another word that, you know what, <laughs> while I got it up, <laughs> community is another word that keeps coming up on the show. Kayla, like, believe it or not, like we stress so much about community and I think community now more than ever is what a lot of us need, you know, as far as just making sure we're held accountable for the things that we really want to do. And, you know, uh, my question for you is with your community and now having a firm grasp on who your community is, like, do you have things like community meetups or like virtual events, in-person events, anything like that coming up for your community that you're super excited about? Um, it was funny because just on my Q&A, someone would ask me, oh, are you going to do a meetup? And I was like, no, I'm not. So then you guys <laughs> could like jump me <laughs> like not in Philly. No. But um, I'm going to uh, a con July 14th. I'll be there. It's in Texas. Um, it's DreamCon. So I've let um, my following know that I'm going to be there. And, you know, we can meet up, take pictures, whatever they want to do. But normally, I, I, I feel like I just talk to my audience kind of all the time. Like on Twitter, like I always, I always on videos, on Twitter, um, on TikTok, if someone comments something, I always try to comment back. Like I'm not too mm -hmm. big or too important. I'll go back and forth and I feel like that's kind of where we have our relationship in mm. those everyday kind of um, instances or someone like DMs me something and I'll talk back to them. So it's very much so like that. I haven't done like a meetup or anything like that. DreamCon, this con that I'm going to in Texas, that'll be like the first time I'll be somewhere where um, a lot of my following is probably gonna be and I'll meet them personally. But I, yeah, I feel like it's an everyday thing that I'm kind of interacting with them, like a meeting. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, you be on. You say you, you said you be on Twitter. You uh, have you started utilizing that like voice feature that Twitter got on there now, like Clubhouse. No, I'm scared to use it. I don't know how to use it. I feel like you should. I feel like especially if you always engage with them on Twitter. I feel like just creating a little room, you know, the space, where spaces. Yeah, where right? y'all yeah, yeah Twitter it. spaces. Yeah, Twitter spaces. Mm -hmm. You create you a little room and you just you know. You, you, at the end of the day, you can choose who has access to just listen versus who can talk. And so you can always, you know, when people trickle in, you can let people talk. And then once they just start getting crazy, like, okay, you can't talk no more, bro. <laughs> like, you could always do that and still make it a safe space for everybody. So, uh, I, I didn't know that. Really cool. Yeah. I, would, I didn't know that. I was scared. I, I was too scared. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to hit record or open a space until I know exactly what it is. But now that I know, now, yeah, I definitely want to do that. I think you should. I think you should. That's <laughs> just another creative way to just tap in with your community. And I just love the fact that you have a community in, like, in the first place because, like I said, community, it doesn't matter what community you're part of. I'm talking to you guys in the back. Join a community. 
right? If you really like, if you really like the Anime Jones content, join her community. If you really like Grant Cardone's content, join his community. Like, just join a community, right? It doesn't matter which community is, whatever community you feel like you belong to, join it. Cause like that's where you get all your ideas. Like, can't you say, Kayla, that you've probably gotten at, at least sixty percent of your ideas just from engaging and interacting with your community? Oh yeah, definitely. They'll tell you what they want, right? And I feel they're my community, so I feel like I'm obligated to do kind of what they want. So, and they're the ones that are supporting you. So it's like if you guys are supporting me, then I have to give you what you want. Mm-hmm. So. Now I know this question, so I got to tell her this question because I know now where where you are with your with your your community, you might not even notice now at this point. Well, you probably still notice, but when you first got started specifically, like, did you did you have an expectation that like when I got like when you got started that a lot of your friends that you grew up with and hung around were going to be like your main supporting like your support system on social media, and were you let down or did you kind of just just kind of let things happen? I. I didn't really even expect anything because I figured people will probably just be like, what the hell is Kayla doing? (laughs) But um, it's funny because I've gotten messages from people. They're like, I don't even know what your content is about, but I just love you and I just love your videos and I just laugh. And I'm like, oh, like that's so nice. But yeah, I had no expectations. I just figured people would just see like, okay, Kayla's doing something. She's dressing up. She's making videos, whatever. But no, I've definitely gotten support for people that, you know, just know me from school or just regular life. And that's been surprising. I just thought, like I said, people would just kind of be like, okay, that's weird. But Hmm. people are supportive. That's actually really refreshing in that you didn't have this like crazy expectation like, Oh yeah, when I start this YouTube page or when I start this new page, like everybody that that say they f with me, they gotta they gotta like, subscribe, like they gotta do all these things. But instead, you were just kind of like, eh, I don't really expect it. If anything, people just probably gonna look at it as like, what is she doing or or weird, right? Because I think a lot of people don't don't do that. I think a lot of people just assume because it's them uh, that if they were to start a new business and they started, you know this new venture or this new journey into something and they share it, then it means like everybody who, you know, knew them growing up and all kinds of things have to automatically be down with that. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it just kind of really sets you up for failure more often than not. That's that's not the case, especially if you're not creating something that's like people going to, people going to follow you because they see value in the content. Right. Whatever that value may be, it could it could vary. Some people value means you know financial education. For other people, value means business hacks. For other people, value means um, entertainment. For other people, value mm-hmm. means community. Right. So it's it's whatever you can provide to them that they see valuable is where that's that's where people are going to follow. So for you to not just assume like. Oh, everybody's going to mess with me because I'm going. I'm this video went viral, and this one, this video went viral. Then it, it kind of like sets you up for failure if you if you have that assumption. So I'm glad to kind of mm-hmm. hear like 
that was your thought process on it. Um, what would you have done differently though if you, you know, had to start over? Like, I don't want to. I don't want to put any bad juju out there, like saying that yeah, any anything happens to your pages or anything like that. But no. let's just say, let's just say you had to start over, right? What What would you have done differently, if anything? I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like I would do anything differently. I feel like I started it from a genuine place and I didn't have expectations. I just did it as a creative outlet mm -hmm. and with the hope of it could be something bigger. Um, that's just always been a goal. Like I've just always loved creating content and making things and I mean, dressing up and then um, just everything that I do now, it's, it's not surprising me for other people like going into people not supporting because they would think because um to me it's not surprising but for other people it may be weird to see me do videos or dress up as characters it's like what like kayla like comics and anime or this or that but to me it all makes sense that i kind of got into this mm -hmm. but um i I don't I wouldn't change anything because I got into it as genuine as I could and I've tried to just stay that way the whole way through mm -hmm. and I would just if I had to start over I would just kind of keep on doing what I'm doing mm, that's a very genuine answer and I mean I'm I'm even refreshed to hear that you know that that you, that you really feel like you started this thing the best like the best way possible and you can really duplicate everything that you did up to this point to get to you might even get there a little bit faster because you can probably mm -hmm. avoid making you know certain mistakes or you'll understand you know how to read the analytics and you can identify a problem like that. Um, what resources? or time or resources and time did you need to invest to kind of get your personal brand to where it is now? It was kind of just along the way, almost. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I could say that I really kind of re researched as more, I do more of that a little bit now, mm -hmm. but in the beginning it was just seeing if something worked. If something worked, great. It worked. I'll do it again. If not, I won't do it again. But um, yeah, it was kind of just trial and error at that point. And because I really didn't know what I was doing in terms of how to put my content out there. I was just making content, not understanding an algorithm, not understanding um, even just down to how I'm making a video. So it's more likely to get shared, to get engagement, to get talked about. Um, it, yeah, it was all just kind of trial and, and error. Mm -hmm. And I learned along the way of what to do, what not to do, more analytic type things. Mm -hmm. But it was, yeah, along the way, I was just learning. Mm. I like that mindset. And I do want to speak on that mindset too, Kayla, because like it, it sounds like, and this even goes back to why you would feel like you wouldn't do anything differently. It sounds like you just do a really good job of just doing something and taking the emotions out of it and putting in the 
like the logistics behind it. Like, okay, I did this and I got this result. Why did I get this result? What do I need to change if I want to get this this new result? And just taking it and running with it. Uh, and I feel like the reason why I bring that up because I do hear often, and even myself included, like I've you know fell into a position where I would post something and it wouldn't get the response that I thought, right? And instead of saying, okay, was it the time that I posted it? What did what what went wrong to where I didn't get this response? You can kind of feel yourself just sitting there like damn ain't nobody liking my stuff or am i corny or is this going wrong is that, is that going wrong and it's it's like you start to get emote you start to emotionalize it uh, a mm-hmm. little bit too much so i just really wanted to just kind of give you the kudos and, and just point that out because i feel like that's a trait that we all need to adopt is just sometimes taking the emotions out of you know mm-hmm. things that don't necessarily require emotions like Reading analytics, you know, analyzing data, you don't need your emotions at all to do that. If anything, I would say you probably should take the emotions out of it, you know, Mm -hmm. and and being able to do that and being able to say, okay, this is going wrong. This is going right. That's a true skill. So I just wanted to point that out. And um, as we are getting ready to wrap things up, we're getting ready to move into the next segment of the show. That we are now upon the rapid fire. So, Kayla, I got five random questions, right? From Poddex, our guys over at Poddex. And these questions have nothing to do with anything we just talked about. They're just five random questions. It's just a good way for our audience to get a chance to know you a little bit more and for us to kind of have some fun, all right? So, we got five random questions. My advice is to be brief, be brilliant, but most importantly, have fun. So, if you can answer them in one word or one sentence, that's great. There you go. All right. First question is, what are you currently curious about? Um, oh, my God. I, don't, <laughs> I know you care. You got to be curious about something. Um, oh, my God. It could be anything. Anything, anything. Well, I've recently thought, why have we learned French in school when Mandarin and Spanish are the number one languages in the world? That I, I've, just, <laughs> I've been trying to figure out because I feel like there's a reason. I feel like it's racist, but <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good question, though. I mean, I never really thought about it, and then I, I well, I I did have that thought once upon a time, right? Like, why why are we learning French, or why is my school making me learn French in the seventh grade? <laughs> I keep on asking it to people. No one's answering my question. <laughs> That's a good one, though. That's a good one. And I'm actually curious about that now again. So, number two, what's the favorite thing that you've bought yourself this year? Ooh. Um, I bought myself this, um, oh, God. It's... Uh, like a deluxe version of a manga that I've read and it's literally a book but it's $50 (laughs) and it's of already things that I've read it's and I plan to get more but that's my favorite thing that I've bought this year it was a book that was $50 of things that I've already read that are inside of it that should that should tell you how much Kayla (laughs) takes her crap serious (laughs) 
Her favorite item is a $50 book. About what she loves, though. So I wouldn't even see that as nothing silly or nothing. Like, that's an investment at that point. <laughs> All right. Number three, what, which talent would you most like to have? Oh, I wish I could sing. I really wish I could sing. I like Beyonce. Like or Whitney Houston. Then I wouldn't I have to do all this. Maybe I could just sing and be a singer. Or you can be the singing anime, Joan. That, or I, could, I mean, well, one of my mutuals, she already does a good job of doing that. But maybe I could like duet with her. But yeah, I would really love to sing. I can't yeah. sing for anything. No, yeah, definitely would make it easier to collab. I'll tell you that. <laughs> What do you consider the most overrated virtue? Give me some virtues. I think. Um, uh, that's a good question. Give me some virtues. I know, like, <laughs> what is a virtue? I don't like using that word. So, like, they say patience is a virtue. Right. Silence is gold. Silence is a virtue. What's the, how did the phrase even go? Something, Silence something is, is golden? No, I feel like one. half of those I don't believe in. Like, th- like sayings. Let's just skip that one. <laughs> we'll go to another, another number four. Number four. Which words or phrases do you overuse? Oh, God. Can I curse? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, bitch. I always say bitch <laughs> and it's so bad. Now, I was going to say John. But, well, that too. But... Nah, nah, nah. I'm sticking to yours because I do hear you say it a lot. I do hear yeah, you say it a lot. I, I can't positively, negatively. I always say it. Yeah. All right. There we go. Number five. Which which band or artist, dead or alive, would play at your funeral? Oh my god. I would love. Um... Freddie Mercury from Queen to perform. I love him and I love Queen, so I, I would pick. I would pick Freddie Mercury. I mean, the rest of Queen is still alive, but you need Freddie Mercury, and I feel like he encapsulates just me. So Freddie Mercury. Mm. Google's Freddie Mercury. Uh, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm sorry, you gotta tell me. Like, like, give me an like, what's what's a, give me Queen. a bar. I don't even know who Queen is. <laughs> <laughs> the rock, the band, the band Queen. Give me an example. Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, somebody to love. Old fashioned lover boy, bicycle. We will. They did. We will rock you. But that's like oh. such a mainstream okay. song. We um, will. That joint? Yes, but that's right. like such a mainstream. That's like such a bad example. Now, I mean, that's the example I needed to know who you're talking about. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. I'm, so yours was Freddie Mercury. Mine's will be the Migos. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. Are they even together? They broke up, didn't they? They're all speculation. That's all speculation. We can't confirm or deny. We can't confirm nor deny. But that wraps up 
our rapid fire. I appreciate you, Kayla, for bring, for being such an amazing rapid fire guest. And um, before we wrap things up, I just got a couple more questions for you. And um, with this one, it's more so an exercise than a question. So every episode when we get to the, this part, I love to ask our guests to give our audience something to think about. And this one is a red pill, blue pill scenario. So just for example, I had a guest, uh, Monica, she had gave our audience a red pill, blue pill scenario, meaning red pill. Uh, you have a partner that treats you good, but cannot provide for you. And then red pill is you have a partner that treats you bad, but provides everything for you financially, which pill you taking. So if you can give our audience a red pill, blue pill scenario for them to ponder on, I'm going to drop the poll in the Facebook group in the mastermind on Spotify for people to vote on. And we're going to see which pill people taking. This is, I've seen this somewhere and I always think of this. Um, the question was, if you had the option um, would you take, let's say, like a million dollars and just have a million dollars? Or would you take maybe a hundred thousand dollars and, and you were able to invest it into something that could, you know, obviously change your future? Whatever type of dream, uh, business, uh, business venture. Either if you want to put it into your content, would you take that or would you take the million dollars? Because if you invest in yourself and you just take a hundred thousand, you could possibly make more and have more mm. than a million dollars. Or would you just be safe and just take a million dollars? Is the million dollars spread over time? No, just one sum. Now I'm gonna tell you this, Kayla. I don't care. I don't care. I'm. I don't care where they tell me I could put that hundred thousand dollars. I'm taking that million dollars. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, you telling me I could get now. Now, if if the question was, you get a million dollars. Yeah. If if you get a million dollars over twelve months, or not even that, a million dollars over five years versus a hundred thousand dollars right now. Then that okay, gives me something to think that. about. Yeah, we'll do that then. Because if you better. tell me you get a million dollars, or I give you a hundred thousand dollars to go pursue your so dreams, so a million dollars over yeah, let's do that. Like a million dollars over like three years, yeah. or you can have a hundred thousand dollars to invest in whatever you want into yourself, a business, whatever. What, what would you take right now? I'm not going. I'm not going to answer, even though I know my millionaires know me. They know what my answer is going to be, and I can almost know what their answer is going to be. But we're going to wait till we're going to wait to see until we put it on the Facebook post. So, uh, Kayla, I'll make sure I invite you in the Facebook mastermind uh, so that you can uh, see the results, and then I'm going to put that that, um, that question up in the Facebook mastermind for our millionaires to vote on. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you sharing that with us. This last question for you is. You know, you walking down the gritty streets of Philadelphia and you just happen to see, you know, 18, a spitting image, 18 year old version of yourself. 
what would be some advice you would give 18 year old Kayla? Um, it's gonna work out. Everything is gonna be okay. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> and um, I would do what I love sooner rather than later. Mm. So instead of waiting, I felt like that it's if you told me at 18 to do what I'm doing now, I would be like too scared, too nervous. It's not going to work out. No one's going to like my content. I can't do that. It's too weird. I would say do what you want and what you love now. Mm. Don't wait. Do you feel like do you feel like that was the only thing or the only fear or do you feel like you were also like you you weren't 100% comfortable with with being the anime jaunt if that's the question I'm I guess that's the question I'm asking like at 18 would were you 100% confident if that was your brand right um i would want it to be my but not i would yeah i would be just i feel like any kid because at 18 you're still a kid you're just scared of how you're going to be perceived Mm -hmm. so yeah i feel like i would be scared that people would be like what is she doing like that's so weird why are you doing that you know but mm -hmm. no i mean that's still that's still great advice it's great advice for you know not even just you know any 18 year old but any young adult, you know, could, could really use that advice. Um, so I appreciate that, Kayla. Now I want to just, you know, give you the space, pass the mic off for you to tell our listeners a little bit more where they can find you again, where they can engage with you the most. If you have any, you know, special projects or events coming up that you're super excited about, you know, now is the space I want to give you to kind of share all that. Okay. Um, you guys can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, my handle is Renegadis or Anime John. That's also my nickname. But my when you type in, you can find me at Renegadis. Um, that's where I'm mostly at. And I will be, I don't know if any of your listeners will be at DreamCon. It's like an anime convention. But I'm going to be there um, July 14th to the 18th. And I have a lot, obviously, what I was talking about before, things planned all the way till October. So there's going to be a lot of content being put out. So if you follow me, then you can catch all of that. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Where is um, where is DreamCon held this year? It is in Arlington, Texas. Mm. And it's at, I forget the, ex- I think it's their eSports arena is called mm. in Arlington, Texas. Okay. Well, have fun. Safe travels when you do get there. And uh, make sure you take a whole lot of pictures so we can see how deep that community is. I just love to see community. So um, thanks, Kayla, uh, you know, for joining us and and being vulnerable with us, sharing, you know, what's worked for you, your experience into this realm of social media, which is never ending, always changing and can sometimes be scary for you know, the average person. So I appreciate you for just sharing your experiences. And as always for our millionaires, I'm super thankful to have you all a part of the show. 
week in and week out, right? Giving me feedback, giving me advice, giving me ideas and, and topics that you guys want to talk about. As we talked about today with Kayla, like that is super important and that community does go a long way. So I'm thankful to have you all a part of the show. And I want to thank you all in advance, too, for becoming the change agents that you're bound to become, especially if you apply some of these principles that you heard today from Kayla. So if you really enjoy uh, Kayla's content, you really enjoy, you know, the anime, John, you want to see what she be talking about on Instagram and TikTok. You want to, you know, laugh a little and you really enjoy anime and that type of content. Definitely head on over to her page and just become a part of that amazing community that she talked about. Uh, so with that being said, I'm your guy, Kai Speaks. You just heard it from Kayla, a.k.a. the anime, John, on becoming a creative uh, a content creator. Just remember to keep focus, build momentum, and drive results so you can live abundantly. Peace.